Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. another episode of Louisiana Ladies, and I'm going to go ahead and just go right into this episode and introduce our guest, because I think that our guest is going to be uh, part of our introduction, Trisha. Hi. So, I still have you in my phone as Trisha Gant. Okay. Like, how how long have you been married? Eight years. Okay, whoops. All right, so your married name is? Hollis. Okay, so it's Trisha Gant Hollis. That's perfectly appropriate. I was Gant for 34 years, so, you know, I've been called worse. Okay, right. Um, All right, so welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. So, really quick before I get into our opening segment, or updates as I call it, Trisha and I, I'm pretty sure that we know each other because you're a client. Yes. Yes. And I don't remember, as per usual, I can't ever remember when I've met half the guests on this podcast. I don't remember when we actually met. I think it's when Nick started. It was after Nick started because I came along a little bit after that. So it's probably, I've been at the office 10 years, so I think it was in the eight or nine year range because I didn't um, start working with the pension plan right away. So I think it was probably like eight or nine years. So I feel like our first introduction was you telling me you didn't know what was going on with the pension plan and I needed to explain. That's fairly accurate. Okay. So since then, we've just become friends. Yes. (laughs) Clients, friends. Who could ask for more? So anyway, thank you, Trisha. Um, for being here, um, we're going to talk to you about work, your nonprofit that you're involved with, and your husband. <laughs> okay. Always enjoy talking about my husband. Yes. All right. Uh, sometimes I do. Even though I do think Patrick listens to me more on the podcast than he actually listens to me in real life. So, if There's I that. need him to do something, I should probably just say it on the podcast, right? Honey. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> babe. Can you do some meal planning? Okay. I don't know. We'll see. All right. TBD. I'll let y'all know how that goes. Um, All right. So we're going to do another poll. We did a poll about the chin-ups, and we talked about that last week. First of all, can you do a chin-up? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. So that's my 2021 goal. So I heard that. And Uh so I think... You know, way back in the day, as you I heard your last podcast and talking about the uh, presidential fiscal fitness mm-hmm. assessment, mm-hmm. Um, I'm fairly certain I failed that completely. I am not one that likes to run or really work out. Although I danced for 20 years, so that's probably like my exercise. That is exercise. We'll have yes. That in common. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as mm, no chin ups, no. I have a home gym. I should probably use Do it. Do you have a chin up bar? Like a pull-up yeah. bar? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Can I come over? Yes, anytime. I, mean, I still need the bar. You know, <laughs> my husband was a former personal trainer, and so and we have home gym. He, like, loves CrossFit. We've got 
all of the things in the home gym. Okay. All right. I'm going to obsessively talk about that all year. I think now that's going to be my new question for everybody that sits here. Yeah. So anyway. All right. So the poll this week is going to be if I should cut my hair and highlight it. (laughs) Trisha's already made a face. I like you just the way you are. That is so sweet. But here's the deal. I was... I mentioned my my grandmother on last week's episode, and so when we were looking at some older pictures, my hair was shorter in a couple of them, and it was blonder. Now, it wasn't like blonde blonde, but it was blonder. So I proceeded to Marco Polo, my three best friends from high school, and I was like, do y'all think I should cut my hair? Because they, you know, these are the people that will tell you if you look terrible, right? But they also, you know, tell you when you look great. So they all came on, and they were like, yeah, you look really good with shorter hair. Like, not super short. Maybe like a, I mean, probably... Two inches from here. See, I think your hair's already short. Compared to yours. Compared to mine, yeah. Right, yeah. But see, like, my hair's all, it's really hard to manage. And my aunt was wearing it, and it's, like, cur- kind of cute and cur- like a bob. I don't know. So, anyway, that's the poll on cutting my hair and if I should highlight it. And that's going to be one question because my friends came on, and they were like, you look good with short hair. And then... I went back and I was like, you know, but people said they also liked me with blonde hair. And they all came back and they were like, oh, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to upset you. And I was like, okay, so you think I should go short and blonde? What does your husband think? He told me I look good no matter what. Good answer. Mm-hmm. There you good go, answer. Yeah, he, he, he was having an on day <laughs> that day. Anyway, so that's going to be the poll. We'll see if anybody, nobody's going to hurt my feelings, by the way. And I haven't done anything. So, and I won't be able to do anything anytime soon because we have bought a house. <laughs> really? Yeah, see, I knew Trisha didn't know this. Element of surprise. <laughs> okay. Um, so, after New Year's, we just wanted to, we literally casually started looking. Uh, my sister lives over there in the Webb Park area, Westdale Heights. I think that's the subdivision. And um, she had sent me a link to this house that she had seen, like, the whole time it was being constructed. In construction? Under construction? There yeah. you go. Right? Okay. Under construction. I'm like, okay. So we go look at it, and we really liked it, and we were like, let's just put an offer on it. So this was probably, um, so this podcast, by the time this podcast airs, I'm technically going to be moved into the house. That's how fast it happened. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. It's very exciting. It is. New year, new house. New year, new, new house, new hair, new chin up, you know. <laughs> Knew everything. So, uh, I've already told my team that I'm going to be a crazy person, but we will um, figure that out. But I'm very excited. So, this is brand new. So, we're going from a 100-year-old house, basically, to a brand new house. And let me just tell you all this, okay? This is what sold me on this house. The laundry room is basically connected. Not in the master closet. It's connected to the master closet. And then the master closet goes into the master bath. And the master bedroom is nice and big. And it looks out into the backyard. Did a woman design this home? I don't know, Trisha. But I could ask. Doesn't that just make sense, though? It makes perfect sense. Like, sold. And it has a big open floor plan for the kitchen and the den area, which we've never had before. Our house right now, while we love our house, and I am not going to lie, I am going to be sad. I get sad when I move because there's so, you know, you're like, that's, I made memories there. And we did a lot of work to the house. Last year's work was not fun because it was like new AC, new hot water heater, painting so that things wouldn't rot. That's not fun. So we've enjoyed the fun work that we've had, but, and my house has a lot of character and it's, it's a decent size for being in the garden district. Um, but 
I had, it, it didn't really have an open floor plan. It was kind of hard to entertain in my current house. So, I mean, not that I'm a great hostess, but we'll figure it out. But I'm going to be three blocks from my sister. Three That's blocks awesome. from my sister. I know. She's really excited. In fact, I asked her um, if she was just excited because I could help watch her kids, and she got offended. <laughs> She was like, no, I just want you to be close to me. And I was like, oh, sorry, Megan. So, Megan, I love you. I'm super excited about this. And um, it's also three minutes from my office. So, there we go. Winning all around. All around. So, um, again, we're recording this a little early, but we did push up the move date because why not? Uh, so, that's that. And um, the shout out this week. Shout outs. Maggie, I didn't know if you ever wanted to do a shout-out. I feel like I monopolized the shout-outs. Well, go ahead. Okay. So the shout-out this week is to my lovely parents. I don't think I thank them enough in person or publicly for everything that they've done for, for me. They're very supportive. I'm very blessed to have them um, in my life. And my dad, who retired like almost two years ago, he's kind of become helping me with errands like he took my car to get service and get it inspected and we're gonna have a pre-inspection done on my current house so that we can list it and I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to be there and I was like ah, brilliant idea dad can you come and let the inspector in so thanks dad thanks mom they're gonna be helping me pack so Aww. I feel like you know just I had to just feel like I needed to give a shout out to them it's good yeah life comes full circle eventually it does yeah this is true this is true Okay, word of the episode. Word of the episode. Word up. Behoove. Ooh. I don't know who came up. Who's that courtesy of? Maggie. Courtesy of Mags. All right, Lainey, what you got? All right, behoove. It is a duty or responsibility for someone to do something. It is incumbent on. You know what irks me about definitions? When they use... Hard words. A hard word. Word. Another word you have to look definition. up. Yeah. Doesn't that defeat the purpose? <laughs> I guess that's why they sell dictionaries. I don't feel like I use the word behoove correctly then. I'm always like, it would behoove you to do blah, 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 blah. Like, it would behoove you to go run a mile or something like that. Is there a second definition that makes more sense? It is appropriate or suitable. It befits. Okay. See, this is why we needed to have this the word of the week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've used it wrong, but nobody's ever said anything to me about it. So, oh well. Do you ever use the word behoove? Not usually. It's it's really one of those words that I use to sound smarter than what I actually am. I have used it. I feel like in the past. Okay, but it has perhaps been a little while. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So now on to the, do y'all see how I'm like, I'm getting better at just rolling with this, right? And of course, Segways. of course, in full disclosure, we are recording this on a Friday and I feel like this week has been really just challenging. Right, Maggie? I think it's funny that we call this a podcast with no agenda, but over time we've like developed an agenda. We have an agenda, <laughs> but by agenda, maybe it should be a podcast with, I mean, topic. I just didn't have a theme. For the mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. Everybody thought, I, when I tell people now that I'm doing a podcast, they want to know if it's about retirement plans. And I'm like, no, that's another podcast. <laughs> Let's get it straight. But who really wants to listen about retirement plans? <laughs> have you listened to TPA Tidbits? I have not. <laughs> I did notice when I looked on my podcast app that I saw it oh. as a suggestion, possibly because I follow this one. I'm not sure, but well, that's good. Maybe in my free time, I'll... Listen to your TPA tidbits. Yeah, well, that one's only like 10 to 15 minutes. If you have insomnia, 
Right. <laughs> How can you sleep? I don't even, I'm going to be honest, I listen to every Louisiana ladies podcast before it is, before it drops. I don't even listen to the TPA tidbit one. <laughs> I'm like, poor Lainey has to edit it. <laughs> I feel like you may have a niche market for that. Oh, not every. Well, okay, if everybody could just go to that one and subscribe to it, you know, and maybe just download it and mute it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It really does have some valuable information depending on the topic. So, um, okay, so the palm is the proud of myself moment. And Trisha, you have one. Interestingly enough, yes. Uh, last night, I, my husband, bless his heart, has now decided he wants to follow a plant based diet. Okay, and so let's talk about plant based. Does this mean. Can you have eggs? It is a whole food, plant-based diet. He's been watching all of the Netflix documentaries, all of the Prime videos oh, about yeah. this, and it really is no, no, no dairy, no egg, none of the good things in life. That sounds horrible. It's fruit, vegetables, beans, rice, for the most part, which is interesting because, you know, we've done Whole30 in the past. We've mm-hmm. definitely been a meat, potato vegetable, fruit kind of family. I mean, you know, fish. A balanced plate. A balanced plate, you know, protein, vegetables, carbs, good carbs, little fat. And he has now decided that he wants to follow this whole food plant-based diet. So it's no no meat proteins or anything like that. So are you going to follow this diet? No. no. Yeah. No, okay. No. I will support him <laughs> in his endeavor. Endeavor. And he just, is this for just overall health and wellness? Somewhat, yeah. You know, like I said earlier, he is a former personal trainer and is very conscious about his health and has decided through whatever means that he feels as though meat products are unhealthy or not good for him, something of that nature. Is it meat products just today and how they're raising up? animals partially okay partially and then he also looks at the chemicals and stuff that are in foods and genetically modified foods and things like that and um he is very concerned about the weed killer that's on all of the food that we eat and we have children and that we're feeding that to our children and that it's causing all these health problems long term so here we are Mm, okay i will continue to eat meat uh, i'm just eggs i'd be curious to know how long Someone can sustain that. Apparently, it's lifelong. And there's this weight loss component that comes along with it. And we'll see. I'll keep you posted. Okay. Yeah. So, I have read about that. Um, But I have an autoimmune disorder that beans could be inflammatory. Mm -hmm. And so, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. No, definitely So, we'll just go with the weed killer on the chicken that I eat. Yes. (laughs) Or whatever. It is. Okay, so so, so I made so a made red beans. pot of red beans like last from night. scratch. From scratch. Like not out of a can. Not out of a can. Okay. Nope. Soak the beans with no meat, no ham hock in there, no sausage mm-hmm. in there, red beans and rice. I tried it, it wasn't terrible. Wasn't the same, but it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. I was like, this is gonna be ridiculous and terrible. And it was actually not not bad. It's not do you bad. put liquid smoke in your red beans? I do not. Should we? I'm just wondering. You think she should to get that smoky flavor? I mean, I think it's just a preference thing. I like smoke flavor in my red beans. Hey, Marta, you could put, drop some liquid smoke. That You know, Marta didn't know what liquid smoke was, remember? She asked me about it on the podcast. they don't have good food there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they don't. Um, Marta's so was, from Texas, and she was uh, like, what is liquid smoke? Marta. Uh, bless her heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was two onions, <laughs> garlic, red beans, water. 
Okay. And Over you rice. Ate, but you didn't eat it? I tried it. I tried oh, it. You tried, you tried yeah. it. Okay. I tried it. So now are you having to cook two meals? Because I would not do that. So, yes and no. Okay. So I'm still having my meal, and he just will not eat the meat, usually. Oh. So, now, he was wanting some beans. He did want to try some beans, so we did that yesterday. Okay. But, for the most part, no. How do you go out to eat? Like, what is he going to eat at a restaurant? We haven't done that yet. Okay. You get just, like, sides, I guess. Yeah, salad. I mean, you have salad. Mm -hmm. Now, he's slowly eliminating. He's slowly eliminating. Okay. But, you know, one night he had some, uh, he he got a walk. And he did some vegetables in the walk. Okay, well, I could, I could get on board with that. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not terrible, but he's slowly eliminating meat. I did a uh, pork roast in the crock pot, some pork, pork carnitas, and he did eat that. And he loved it. So he's just slowly eliminating. I've okay. always said that if I had to choose one or the other, meat or vegetables, I would do vegetables. So I'm not a huge, like, meat eater. I read something sometimes that you can eat like this amount of broccoli and get this much protein. You can, yeah. Something. There are yeah. a lot of it, yeah. But that takes so much research. Anyway, okay, we get. I don't. This is. We digress. We have digressed. Okay, so that That's your proud of yourself moment was you made some red beans without meat, plant based, plant based meat. <laughs> okay, all right. The, I I'm gonna be honest. Like stuff like this makes me want to rush out and go research it, and I'm not gonna do that because this is a new year and a new me, and I'm not gonna go buy some cookbook about plant based stuff that I'm never gonna do. Okay. All right. All right. right. We already said it wouldn't We're be holding a good, me accountable. good thing for you. Okay. Maggie, do you have a palm? No. Okay. Me neither. This week wasn't, it just wasn't a great week for me. Just doesn't feel like I've been in a good headspace. <laughs> not, not very many problems. Well, like we said on last week's episode, we are kind of in the throes of our really intense, busy season. And then you have that and then you have like extra stuff that comes up. And so everything to me this week has been extraordinarily difficult like questions and I'm like "Hmm, never heard of that situation before or you know things like this well I will say I've had a couple moments where I'm like I've come a long way from when I started here so I guess I've had some like little victories work-wise small victories work yes but it's been a lot of face palm moments as well but Mm -hmm. well you know and that's that's it's going to be harder I feel like for us to have palms on our personal life because at this point in our in the year there's a lot of work Not much personal life right now. Not much personal life. So, um, actually, though, I got to tell you something funny that Patrick said last night. And so, he's like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm working. And he was like, well, what are you working on? Well, so I tell him, I'm like, I'm trying to determine if this particular company can offer a 403B plan or a 457B (laughs) plan. I mean, he kept asking. And he was like, "Um, a 485C plan, babe. (laughs) That's the one that they need. (laughs) I was like, that was funny. Good thing. It's a good thing you're funny, Patrick. <laughs> he really is kind of funny. Okay. So now we, now we will move on to our guest segment. <laughs> She's already been talking. All right. So, Trisha, you're born and raised Baton Rouge, right? Born and raised Baton Rouge. Yes. Okay. Louisiana lady. She's a true Louisiana lady. All right. So, we went to the same high school, correct? We did not. What? I went to Bishop Sullivan. So did I. Wait, I thought you went to the academy. I taught at the academy. Here we go again. Oh, Here we go again. Okay, okay. I went to Bishop Solomon, graduated class of 2000. Oh, yeah. You Wait. may have been there when I was there. You may have been a freshman when I was a senior. Yes. I graduated in 96. Right, so you graduated with my brother-in-law. Same. That's right, yes. Yes. So we have that connection as well. Yes, small world, you know. Somehow you brought them up, I think, and I was like, how do you know them? And you were like, oh, I graduated with Sam. And yeah. then you know his wife, Amy. Okay, so after that you went to LSU. I did. For a short period of time. Oh, okay. Do you tell this? 
<laughs> what do I say? Everybody this is my embarrassing story. moment Everybody in life. Everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. No, that, that, this is my probably my most embarrassing moment okay. in life. So I went to LSU Sounds after graduation. And uh, I had basically been living in a bubble, a private school bubble. Mm-hmm. And when I got to LSU, I really wanted to live that number one party school life. So uh, four years into it, decided that after I was asked to leave kindly, that um, maybe I should just work for a little while. And who asked you to leave? The university. Wow. Didn't kindly you know that asked happened? me to leave. Yes. You were that bad of a student? I was that bad of a student. Yes. Yes. Uh-oh. Okay. I know. So then. I uh, sat out for about four years and then went back to LSU and then finally finished my degree. And what? Human resource development. Okay. Okay, wait. The four years that you worked, mm-hmm. what did you do? I was a server and bartender at Chili's on Segan Lane. Well, there you go. About that. Yeah. I still feel like everybody needs to work in the service industry for at least six months of their life. It really just teaches you how to Absolutely. work with people. Absolutely. Okay, so you did that, went back to school. Well, good for you for going back to school. Yes. And then my parents said, well, we're not going to foot the bill for this one anymore, dear. Yeah, we're done. So I, for the first two or three semesters, went part-time, kind of had to prove myself, paid for it myself, and then made the comment to my mother at the time. I was like, God, it's really amazing what happens when you go to class and like read the book. <laughs> and then she proceeded to tell me to not ever say that to her again and to make sure that I'm paying attention and going to class and doing all the things I need to do. So yeah, finally graduated in 2007. And uh, what type of student were you in high school? Not bad. Okay. So just not like bad. you go to college and you just went wild. Buck wild. Wow. Okay. I mean, I party like... sports. Is that, and that was, that's what it was called oh, yeah, way back Land. in the day. Tigerland. Yeah, Tiger oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. So, did you just not go to class and, like, not take tests? Like, I, I just can't imagine how you can have such a I mean, a to know me GPA. now. I know. To know me now. It's crazy. So, yeah, I just did not. I just didn't care? Didn't care. Were you in a sorority? No. Okay. I mean, that was my LSU experience as well. I was in my little Walker High School bubble and... And then you got out of it, and then you and went then wild? I, Maggie right. went wild? Uh, I don't know. I don't even want to call it wild. I just, it was a big shock to me. It was a big shock. LSU and, was a big shock. I was a little fish in a big pond yeah. at that mm-hmm. point. I don't remember it being quite, it wasn't shocking for me. But, I don't know. I mean, like, I did party my freshman year, but that was because, speaking of shout out to my parents, my parents were, I don't want to say they were strict, but they weren't like the parents that just let me do whatever I wanted in high school. And to this day, mom and dad, I'm very appreciative of that. Okay. But back then I was kind of like, well, I want to, you know, I was 18 as a senior and I wanted to go to bars and they're like, you're not going to a bar on a Thursday night. And I'm like, but my, my, my friend's mom's letting her like the cool mom, you know, mom, you're cool. But I'm very grateful because they knew what was best. They really knew what was best for me. But then I went to LSU and, you know, I did party a lot, but I was still able to keep my grades up. I don't know. I just, I'm a derelict, I guess. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I was unable to party and keep grades up. All right. Okay. So. But my mom was very strict in high school. Super, super strict. And I was 17 when I started LSU. My 18th birthday. Oh, you're like a baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a late birthday. Did you kind of let the reins go when you went to college? Some. Were you living at home? Well, at that point, yes. I was living at home. I know. I moved out. Yeah, and so I was living at home, and for my 18th birthday, you know, most of my friends were older. I mean, most of my friends had already turned 18, so I wanted to go to the Texas club for the male strippers, Mm -hmm. and she's like, well, you have to be home by midnight. My mom, but I'm 18. She knew what was best for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they, I didn't. I didn't feel that at the time. No, they really do know what's best for you. You know, Absolutely. it takes a while to be like, thanks. Mm-hmm. You know, like y'all really were right. 
But, um, okay, so you went to LSU for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just... I've, my GPA was garbage. Oh. And wow. without initiated the transfer to Southeast. And I'm just now finding this out? No, I think we talked about it. Oh. But I also went from not really having trouble in high school and then going into the chemical engineering program at LSU. And, oh. And it just weeded me the hell out. Uh, it weeded me <laughs> out, too. I'm surprised I passed organic chemistry with a 61, which in organic chemistry, when I was taking it, you had to get a C to get credit, and a 60 was a C. Like 60 to 80 or something was like, mm-hmm. like that. And I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. I, to this day, I was always a pretty good student and I really understood what was going on in most classes. I have no idea how I even made a 61. Because mm-hmm. organic chemistry looks like a bunch of hexagons with arms on it. And like you add them together and you get a, a different shape. That's what it looked like to me. Okay. In summary, that's what it is. So, um, I am sure, and I know for a fact, it is way more difficult than that. So, this is not trying to offend anyone. It is not just shapes. It's actually like carbon or something um, that's really important, but one for me. Between that and physics, I was like, no, 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 this is not going to work for me. Okay, so. I did, however, redeem myself when I did go back and was on the chancellor's list 4.0. I mean, you know, I actually... Got it together eventually. Okay. So well, I, you know, it just took you longer than others. Yes. And that's okay because yeah. comparison is the thief of joy and you do your own thing and you have your own journey. Okay. Yep. So now what do you do? I manage a dental practice. Okay. And do we want to name the dental practice? Yes. I manage BR Dentistry, the okay. dental office of Dr. Daniel Bankhead and Dr. Nicholas Rauber. We're located on Highland Road, historic Highland Road, right next door to Sammy's near LSU. And y'all's office, is that an old house that's now? It is. Yeah, it's it pretty is. nifty. It is uh, approximately 110 years old at this point. And up until about seven or eight years ago, we had original flooring in, in a good portion of the building. And we recently added on to it. Yeah, it looks, We've it gone nice. through a couple of different additions through the years. And yeah, it's um, it's a beautiful facility. Beautiful. We've got gorgeous gardens. Many of our patients come in and are surprised. Number one, that it's a dental office because it does have that homey feel Mm -hmm. of a a house. And it just kind of takes away from the fact that you're in a dental office because we, it is a home. It has that homey, rich feeling and with our gardens and all of the treatment rooms look out, out into the garden area and stuff. So it's really nice. Okay. So you've been there how long? 10 years. Okay. And Nick has been there 10 years? He has been there 15, 14 or 15 years. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He wants you to stay that long. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that he, he started there right after he got out of dental school? He did. Mm-hmm. Okay. He actually worked there a little bit while he was in dental school. Katrina happened while he was in dental school. So they came up to Baton Rouge. And while he was here, they were treating patients out at LSU. They had set up a, a temporary clinic. And while he was there, he was also working in the office. Okay. A little bit. So. Okay. So this podcast is not about Nick. Sorry, Nick. This podcast is about Trisha. So... You, when you say you manage a dental practice, yes. what does that mean? It means... To somebody like, I mean, like, what is your day-to-day like? So, my, my day-to-day varies from day-to-day. There are lots of different things that I take care of. So, I'm responsible for, you know, of course, staff issues. Um, I do payroll, pay the bills, take care of the pension plan, and then just take care of all of the things that happen. You know, the IT person needs to be called, then I take care of that. I, you know, manage... A lot of the day-to-day stuff. The doctors are there to work and be dentists. Right, They're not there productive. to... Right. They're, they don't take care of a lot of the, the business management type stuff. Right. 
Yes. So, would you say that your days are intense and long? Most of them. Okay. And this is why we drink wine. That's right. (laughs) Thank God for that. (laughs) Okay. Some days not as bad as others. It just kind of depends. You know, there there are a lot of different things. Sometimes I feel like I don't accomplish my actual job, like my actual day-to-day things I need to accomplish because there are so many different things that are coming at you at different times of the day. You know, a patient may call with a complaint about something, which doesn't happen very often, but, you know, or a patient may call with a question and one of the girls is unable to answer it, so they'll transfer it to me. So it just really kind of depends. There's a lot of variety in the day. That's a good way to put it. Kind of like when you're being pulled in a million different directions all yes. at one time. I'm yes. just envisioning like keeping the plate yeah. spinning like yeah. this. <laughs> sometimes everyone needs something at the same time. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I need to clone myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Except that would be terrible because nobody wants two of me. But there are times where I need to clone myself. Okay, so do you have an office there? Like where? I what, don't. What do you... I don't. I actually, I, my office is at the front desk. I mean, I don't have a private office or anything like that. So why do you not have a private office? That's a good question. Nick? <laughs> It's a very good question. Um, no, I don't have a private office, and I think it's because I really need to kind of be in the trenches sometimes, in in that flow. Sometimes removing me out of it would would kind of change the dynamic. I think we've talked about having a private office in the past. Okay, Nick, at least for sometimes. Like, yeah, you need clothes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. I agree. Well, I will bring that up. Work when on I text that. You can do both. Yeah. 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 There are definite things that should be not done at the front. Right. Yeah, there's just yeah. things that you need an office for. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how else to put it, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, as someone who has had an office. In fact, whenever I first got an office, the first thing I did was go buy some Kleenex because I felt like when I got an office, people came into my office and cried about something. <laughs> I was like, Thankfully, right. we don't have a lot of tears that are shed. Was you have, you have 10 people on staff? We have 10 girls and two doctors. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. Tissues were a good purchase. I've used them a couple of times. I've all, I've used them myself. Maggie's walked in here before and I started crying about something. She's like, what happened? I'm like, I'm just having a day. I mean, you know, I'm vulnerable. I don't know. Um, should, so, we, should we say that the, in the previous episode when I cried in front of a client, it was Trisha? Oh, yeah. So anybody listen, the client that Maggie cried in front of. And, and Trisha's going to talk a little bit about this story. So um, it was, we were referring to Trisha. So, okay. So that's, unless you want to keep talking about teeth. Teeth are not interesting to me. They actually don't let me go back into dental land. I stay in administrative land because I um, I don't really do well with any type of blood or guts or teeth or anything of that nature. My my one little stint, I had to sit in chairside one time many many years ago, and it was just it just didn't work out. It just did not work <laughs> out. I know my needed, limit. They needed somebody. This was years ago in another office, and uh, yeah, it was just a day where the assistant wasn't there uh, and the doctor needed something, and I was like, well, I'll try my best, and no. No. Never again. I know my limitations. Yeah. I mean, when I was going through my career crisis, I was like, you know, I don't know what I want to do, but I don't want to do anything in the medical field. I can barely watch a TV show where there's, like, blood. All right. So, that's not super fun to talk about. All right. I do want to talk about Swole Fest. Yeah. And that is S-W-O-L-L-F-E-S-T. And the first time I found out about it was when Nick, I needed to email Nick information about the 401k plan. Mm Mm-hmm. I do remember the first time I met Nick, though. He came here to drop off a profit-sharing check. Yeah. And I'm going to go on record on saying this. I did not anticipate him to be as attractive as he is. <laughs> and I was, like, blushing. Okay? Uh-huh. I was like, oh, uh-huh. hi. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're cute. <laughs> 
want to be my dentist? <laughs> anyway, but I had to email him. We went there. Um, so uh, I had to email him, and he was like, this is my email address, and it was like at swolefest.com or something. Swolefest at Cox. Yes. Yeah, so, anyway, I was like, Swolefest? Just put it out there. I'm like, what is that? So can you please talk a little bit about Swolefest? Sure. So Swolefest, you know, I always like to say whenever I, I lead with funny name, or silly name, serious charity. Um, it, it started back in 1997. Back oh. then, all the guys were in the gym from Nick? getting swole. Yes, from oh, Nick. Wow, so I didn't realize it was that old. Okay. Getting swole, you know, up in the gym, getting swole. And so it was a group of high school seniors, and they went to Grand Isle, and it was, you know, five guys and their dads. All the moms made a casserole, and they went to go fishing, and they coined this swole fest. And whoever caught the swollest. So the swole really biggest, is about... Swole. It is it about, was. It was, a, well, I mean. That's the, where it came from. That's like being swole. That, yeah, okay. being swole. Okay. And okay. so the whole premise was to catch the biggest or swolest fish. Okay. So that's how it originated, 1997. Since then, we're now in our 23rd year and um, has gone from just a bunch of high school kids being silly and talking about getting swole in the gym to a full-blown 501c3. We pledged half a million dollars to the Children's Hospital here in Baton Rouge. And has really come a long, long way. Okay, you just like said that like that was. I know I got goosebumps. Half a million dollars to the Children's Hospital. Yes, that is amazing. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you—that's just really that's so admirable. So, is that the main? Is that mainly what you guys are are, uh, funding money towards or raising money for? So we are a charitable fishing tournament. So people, you know, oftentimes people like, oh yeah, yeah, I know about fishing tournaments. I know about tarpon rodeo. So we are a fishing tournament, and we are similar to Tarpon Rodeo, and and basically just that component that we are both fishing tournaments. We are a charitable fishing tournament. We're one hundred percent volunteer run. Okay, all of our money that's raised goes to support our charities. Overall, over the years, we've raised almost two million dollars for charity. We support a couple of other smaller charities, um, MDA, their camp for one. We give money to Grand Isle School. We give um, a memorial scholarship for Nick's best friend who had a frontal temporal lobe issue um, that caused his death a few years ago. So we give a, a scholarship to one of the students, graduating seniors at Grand Isle High. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it just all our money goes back to help others. It's usually we also have an inspirational award winner that goes on a trip of a lifetime through our Outdoor Wish Foundation. It's generally a, a child with a terminal cancer. It's been uh, wounded military veterans. We had an amputee that went on a trip of a lifetime a couple of years ago. We've had kids with muscular dystrophy, cerebral palsy. So, you know, we've we've had kind of a run the gamut. And one of our longtime sponsors has said very eloquently that Swolfest is really all about the last 10 minutes when a pavilion full of grown men cry. Yeah. So it's really all about that, that last few 10 minutes where the new winner is announced and we show the we have a documentary film company that came on board in uh, 2013 or 14 and we have a a documentary film of the trip that's shown so the the recipient is awarded the last night of swole fest that next year they go on their trip and then their their documentary film is shown the next year right before we announce the new recipient so the recipient, is this someone that you guys know or people, I don't want to say apply, that sounds terrible. Nominate. But yeah, nom- nominate. So it's a kind of organic process. Okay. We have never really wanted to do a formal application or nomination process okay. because we don't ever want to have to turn anybody away. Yeah. 
So we um, usually, it's, it's generally happened where it's been someone that has followed us or we have found an, a, just a, an inspirational story through somebody that we follow on social media or something like that. And it, we've had some of our board members nominate people in the past. One of them was our Goodwill Ambassador, George Wood, who mm-hmm. is, um, has mm-hmm. muscular dystrophy. Mm-hmm. And he was our 20th annual Inspiration Award winner. And, you know, so it's just people who have impacted us. And, you know, we have one young lady who was our Inspiration Award winner, Rachel Langley. She also had muscular dystrophy. She passed away here in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we just try to, try to find a, a very organic process versus okay. an, a full. Yeah, and I, this, that... Formal application. I don't want to say process. like the formal loses the personal touch, but everything that you're, I think every year it's a personal story. Like, and it's that's really cool because you are definitely impacting lives, you know. Um, so, Swolfest is a weekend fishing tournament. It is. And so, people can register. They can. And anyone can register. Do y'all have a capacity limit? I have no idea how a fishing tournament actually works. So, we have no capacity limitation, okay. or at least previously, we have had no capacity limitation. With COVID, we were unable to have the rodeo last year, although we were still able to um, complete our commitment to the Children's Hospital. So we were still able, just due to our loyal sponsors and supporters throughout the years, still able to uh, do our 50000 to them last year. This year, we are in the beginning stages of trying to figure out what it might look like. Yeah, uh, We are still planning and we are, you know, very hopeful that we will still be able to have the rodeo at this point. We are saying we're going to do it one way or another. We're still trying to figure out what it might look like. Yeah. Because we're not sure. We don't want to lose the whole spirit of the tournament. Yeah. But, um, you know, we there may be some limitations. We may have some, some different time, you know, scheduled times for different things and things like that. So we're not exactly sure how it's going to look, but... Uh, it's going to be it's in the summer. It is in the summer. Okay. It's June 9th through the 12th. Okay. It's in Grand Isle okay. at Grand Isle Marina. It's formerly the Sand Dollar Marina. They have uh, recently been purchased. So it's now called Grand Isle Marina and it's held under the Tarpon Rodeo Pavilion. Okay. That's pretty awesome. Thanks. Um, so how many people normally enter? Or We generally have about 800 registered participants. Oh, moly. 800 registered participants. How many did y'all have the first year? I mean, five. Five and dads. <laughs> five five high school seniors and their dads. Okay. That is some, that's some serious growth. Yeah. That's amazing. The only other year that we did not have the rodeo was the year of the BP oil spill. Okay. And the year after that was a year of astronomical growth. So I wish I could say that this year with not having it last year, I wish I could say that this year I feel like we'll have another astronomical growth year, but I just can't, can't say that at all. You never know. We'll see. Yeah. You might. People we'll see. might put it out there. People might be yeah, itching to get out and about, you mm-hmm. know. That's what we're hoping um, for. And it brings, you know, probably tens of thousands of people down to the island. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're hopeful. We're very hopeful. That wow. We'll that's really impactful. So congratulations you. to you guys and for all the work that y'all put into that. Where can people go to find out information? Swolfest.com. Okay. Registration is not open just yet. Okay. Because we are still trying to work out some of those kinks. But um, Swolfest.com is going to be the the place for all the things. And what's your questions? I'm the executive director. For free. For free. (laughs) Nick really needs to get us the hookup on the line. Yes. (laughs) He does. Because you're the executive director. (laughs) Okay. In an office. And an office. Yeah. office Hook up on the line and the office. Yeah. So I don't have to go purchase it at the store. Right. Exactly. That's just inconvenient. I know. Okay. I know. All right. So we're going to move on to, um, you, we've talked about Brandon. 
her mm-hmm. husband. How long have y'all been married? Eight years. Eight years. They got two kids. We have two children. Um, God, I always think the second one's a girl, but I'm pretty sure he's it's a, a boy. boy. I don't know why. In so my brain, we have two, we have two boys. Yeah. I don't think I was ever cut out to be a girl mom. Um, and we have two boys, Reed and Blake. Okay. Seven-year-old, and the baby will be a year old next month. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So, Brandon is a cop. He is. And I just, I'd like to talk a little bit about being a cop, being the wife of a cop. Okay. And he's state police. He's city police. City so BRPD. Police, BRPD. So I'm very ignorant when it comes to this. Okay. But that's different than a sheriff. That's correct. Yes. Okay. And is it their jurisdiction or is it yes. job role responsibility? So it's like a geographic okay. kind of thing. Okay. So city police is responsible for the city limits of Baton Rouge. And then once you go outside of the city limits, then the sheriff's department, and I hope I am getting this completely 100% accurate, but the sheriff's department is then responsible for the outside of the city limits of Baton Rouge. So like East Baton Rouge Parish has a city limit. Okay. And then outside of the city limits, then it's the sheriff's office. And then the state police, of course, takes care of the entire state of Louisiana. Is it accurate that if you are speeding and there's a cop that's not in their jurisdiction, they cannot pull you over. I don't think that's accurate. I think they can still pull you I over. I myself that though. I'm like, oh, that's a sheriff. <laughs> um, I don't think that's 100% accurate. I think they can still pull you over. And I, they, depending upon how severe the speeding is, they could always radio their friend who, oh, yeah. who serves in the jurisdiction that you're in to issue the ticket. I mean, not that I speed. I am a law-abiding citizen. I just was curious. Yeah, for the audience, for the people. It's funny how when you become a cop's wife, how very acutely aware you are that you don't break the law. Right. Because I don't want to be like that wife. Right. Police officer Brandon Hollis's wife was arrested for what, you know, you become acutely aware of the things that you should not (laughs) do. Okay, so Brandon, I mean, he's on the road. He is. He is assigned to the Uniform Patrol Division. Thank you. I'm like, on the road is definitely not the technical term, but I mean, like, he's out there. He's like fighting crime and like pulling people over. Yes. Okay. So, as, I mean, that, I don't know how I would handle knowing that he might be in dangerous situations. So. Is it something you, like, don't think about? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely, I, I can't speak for all law enforcement wives, but I can't think about that daily. Okay. I can't let it bother me. Like, he's at work right now. Um, I have to believe that his training will take over should he get into any type of situation that he may be in danger. So I ha- I just have to believe, you know, he's been doing this a long time. I mean, about 20 years. He hasn't always been with Baton Rouge, but he, I just have to believe that his training is going to take over and that he's going to come home. And, and I, I would think after doing it for a long time, there's some sort of instinct that kicks in. I mean, I think we all naturally have an instinct, but that, but law enforcement, I mean, they have been trained. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine, I don't know, I just really couldn't imagine doing that. But I want to talk about the um, the day that was probably four and a half years ago now when the, I believe it was technically a sniper, was in, was a sniper and mm-hmm. that was shooting specifically cops. Mm-hmm. Or law enforcement in Baton Rouge, and Brandon was on duty that day. That's correct. So July 2016, um, this was in the aftermath of the Alton Sterling shooting. Mm-hmm. We were in an, uh, a time of civil unrest mm-hmm. in Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. and the call went out that morning that there was a person in a trench coat. I think was the actually what they said with a um, with a firearm mm-hmm. at 
Benny's car wash mm-hmm. or at the, you know, in that area. Mm-hmm. And so as all cops do, I mean, it was an immediate run to threat. Mm-hmm. And so he arrived on scene and, um, and at this point I'm going to not be, I'm not trying to be rude to interrupt, but at this point, did you know that all of this was going no. on? Okay. No. Okay. It was a normal Sunday morning for yeah. us. You know, I had gotten up, Reed and I, cause you, you knew, knew he was at time, work. He was at work. Yeah. I mean, they had been on 12-hour shifts for, you know, about two weeks. He had not had a day off. And, you know, it just is just part of it. I mean, just being a law enforcement spouse, you you know that, you know, the they have long hours. Crime doesn't stop just because it's a Christmas yeah. or a or holiday a or, or sure a beautiful a Sunday. Day that day. You know, it always seems to happen on a Sunday. I don't know what that is. But nonetheless, um, you know, it was just, it was a normal day. It was just a normal day. And things have kind of started to wind down. With everything. Um, you know, yeah. the unrest had had kind of started, and I hate to say fizzle out, but it had, I think people had, had said their piece. And I think things were just kind of starting to just go back to normal. And um, Reed and I had gotten up and we went to eat. And back then I didn't have any alerts on my phone. And I had pulled, we had just gotten home. And a friend of mine, a friend from high school, sent me a text and I don't, I need to ask her if she knew at that point, cause her husband's a fireman. So we kind of have that in common now that our husbands are both first responders, but she sent me a text that she was praying for all law enforcement. She was praying for us and for all law enforcement. That's and, a text you probably don't ever want to get. Well, you know, I think because I mean, depending she on what, and I are both so rich in our faith, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't out of the norm okay. for her to send that. Okay, gotcha. and, and with us both being, you know, very rich in our faith, I don't think it was a, it was that, Unusual. Unusual. Mm-hmm. Although she had not sent me that in the past. But I think that just with everything that was going on, you know, I don't know if she knew because I don't know if he had heard anything yet because he is a fireman. So I don't know if he had, he got the heads up before anybody else did. And then I got another call and then I got another call and then I got another call and I'm like, okay, something's going on. So I went inside and I put the TV on and oh, man, the sheer terror mm-hmm of what was unfolding is something that I don't want to experience again. I hate that it continues to happen, not only in Baton Rouge, but in other parts of the country. And, you know, it it just, it's, it's a feeling like it's just unexplainable. It is unexplainable. It is sheer terror because I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know. Probably couldn't get in touch with him. Couldn't get in touch with him and didn't really know what to do. I mean, there's nothing I can do. I mean, you're just helpless. You're sitting there. You're just waiting. So I would assume when they are in that situation, even if you're trying to get in touch with them, he's not supposed to be answering no. his phone, right? No, and absolutely not. Right, okay. Now, by this point, I think everything was over okay. by the time that the media got a hold of but it. But you didn't I think that. everything was over. But yeah, yeah I didn't know. All right. I know is I put the TV on and it's, you know, three officers have been killed and three injured. And I knew nothing. I mean, you you know, of course, I mean, you know, the families are just sitting there. Yeah. And then I'm, you know, hoping, you know, hoping it's not mine, but then praying because it's somebody else's husband, right. somebody you else's son, know. somebody else's yeah. dad, mm-hmm. who I knew, mm-hmm. come to find out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially with it being where it was, I knew my husband works right there. I knew he had to have been there. Mm-hmm. I, I knew it. So, you know, it just, it's a very helpless feeling. And um, it was probably a couple of hours before I heard anything. Longest hours of your life. Longest hours. Yeah. So was he injured? He was. Okay. Although 
pales in comparison to those whose spouses did not come home. Um, but he is a little accident prone. He knows it. It's not anything that he's unaware of. He um, was running with his rifle and it was still really early. So the ground was still kind of wet and he transitioned from concrete to grass and slipped and tore a ligament in his okay. leg. And, okay. you know, but again, very, very minor compared to the, you know, what else happened that day. But um, that was a day where I now, I mean, I'm not even close to being in that position, but it was a day that I could not pull myself away from the TV because it was still so unbelievable to me that something like that would happen. And I'm not going to equate it. I don't want to there's been other times that I've, that that's happened. 9-11 couldn't pull me. Now that was on clearly that's an extreme circumstance, but it was still unbelievable. And then it was so close to home. So close to home. I mean, mm-hmm. I just remember sitting on my couch all day. And we, I don't, I think it was later on in the afternoon when I texted you. And I'm not going to lie. It was because I was being selfish because I was terrified, terrified. Because they weren't releasing the, the officer's names. Correct. And I was terrified about what that was going to be, you know. And that's probably wasn't the best way to handle it, Trisha. But that's just, I just couldn't stop thinking about you. Emma had texted me, you know. And then we texted you. And by that point, you had heard that he was okay. And whew, that was... And in, in that was just a terrible situation. Our heart goes out to everybody that's still, you know, it's still probably pretty fresh in a lot of people's minds. It's been about five years, but that's that's probably not a long time for no, some of these people. Absolutely. You know, not. that lost their dads, their spouses, you know, and that was just a, a terrible event. So um glad that he's okay. Yes. Yes. Me too. I probably would have made him quit. Well, I told him after the fact, I said, um, I don't care what you do, but you're gonna find a desk. To ride until you retire. And he explained to me at that point that he would never be happy. He would not be happy doing that. You know, I think most people go into law enforcement not to have a desk job. I mean, most of them have a component that, you know, they they want to protect. They want to serve. They want to, you know, be the person that gets the bad guys off the streets. They want, they want that. That's what compels them to become a law enforcement officer. And, um, and so I, I know in my heart that it's a calling for him. Yes, he I was about to say. Yeah, he wouldn't be happy really doing anything else. So, um, yeah. And I, it's also, I mean, I still think about that. That's very admirable to me. And I I am not interested in protection. <laughs> I'm interested in being protected. But people that think like that, they really do have a calling. It is a true calling. And they do it for others. I mean, it's probably, there's a lot of selfless professions. But that's that's got to be top. I mean, they put themselves on the line for people that they don't even know. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Like, if you think about that, they put themselves on the line for people they don't even know. So, anyway. so and In a moment's notice. I mean, like, he would not hesitate. Right. At all. And I've, I've met him a few times, and, like, I can totally see this about him. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so that'll be our second shout-out to Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> and, all, and all law enforcement um, for protecting us and keeping us safe. So, we're going to move on to a little bit lighter topic. Oh, this is the second podcast in a row that it got a little deep. Um, your five awesome questions. Your FAQs. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So, do you know what this is? Have you? Did you listen to this? No, morning? I don't think I got to this part. Okay. I must not have gotten oh, to this part. You slacker. I know. Okay. It's very easy. It's what would you prefer, basically, French fries or onion rings? Oh, huh. I'm gonna have to go for the onion ring. Okay. Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. Okay. Mimosa or Bloody Mary? If you're drinking in the morning, that is. 
Or are you I'm not able to choose. Line? I'm not able to choose oh, on that one. No, I, I think I'm an equally uh, an equal, equal opportunity, opportunity morning <laughs> beverage person. Okay. I love a good Bloody Mary. I'll, I'll be honest with you. The uh, Bloody Marys down in Grand Isle are the best that I've ever had. Shout out to the Marina Bar because yeah. they are amazing. But um, I will say a mimosa is easier. So I would probably tend to fix that mm-hmm. if I'm making it myself. It is pretty easy. Versus... You know, because I'm not going to put just some vodka and some right. zing zang. I'm going to add it up. Zhuzh it up yeah, stuff. yeah, gotcha. Okay. Would you prefer to wear lip gloss or lipstick? Gloss. Okay. And would you prefer to take a bath or a shower? Hmm. My preference would be a bath, mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen you very littles. often. Yeah, you littles. Yeah. And then Reed's getting pretty big. Reed is big. Yeah, I know. He's going to be taller than you, right? You think? Yeah. His foot's the same size as mine. Yeah, okay. He's well, seven. <laughs> That's... And he's up to my shoulder, which, I mean, you know, it's not saying a whole lot. It kind of makes me a little sad because I knew when you were pregnant. I know. That's how long we've known each other. It's a long time. Yeah. Trisha, you're just the best. Thank you so much (laughs) for taking time on your day off, which is why we're recording this on a Friday, right? Yeah. off today. I'm off. Yeah. All right. So, um, really appreciate it. Again, Swolefest does have a website. And say it one more time. Swolefest.com. Okay. Easy. Easy. You could just probably Google Swolefest. I feel like it would be the first thing that pulled up. All right, so our last little segment are things that make us happy. Things that make us happy. After Maggie and I were like, we're not proud of ourselves. Do you have anything that makes you happy, Maggie? Well, I was going to say these podcasts make me pretty happy. Hearing people's stories. You didn't cry. I that did. made me happy. Well, I, I welled up a little she bit. She did. She did. I saw it. But, but rightly so. Yeah, recording the podcast, I think that's what makes me happy, too. I really love doing this. I don't know if people can tell that from listening to the podcast, but, like, man, I'm telling you, I just, other people give me energy. I love being able yeah. to connect with everyone. I just don't understand how I'm so fortunate to know so many cool people or, or just have to connect with all these Amazing. Well, and so um, Tommy with Paylocity, they have their podcast, Hope That Helped, and it's really, it's it's cute. It's a great listen. Um, he had kind of joked. He was like, well, I want to be a Louisiana lad. And I'm like, yes, you, you're on the list, but we're booked through the end of March. And he was like, what? And he said, what are you going to do when you run out of people? I'm like, I am not going to run, run out, out of people. people. I'm not going to run out of people. I'm born and raised here, and now we're getting guest suggestions from other people, which is awesome because it really is more like an interview because a lot of times I don't, I don't, I might not know the person that well. So, um, yeah, we got some exciting things ahead. Awesome. Social media is ramping up. Thanks to Lainey. Um, I'm going to be, you know, we're, we're, Lainey's just doing a fantastic job. I say this all the time and again, she's not a gloater, but like everybody asks me, I'm like, probably going to say this. How do you have time to do this podcast? And I'm like, all I do is talk. I literally sit here and I talk. And Lainey does everything else. Right, Max? Mm-hmm. One time I asked Maggie, I said, is this taking up like too much time during your work day? And she goes, um, no, it's something I would rather do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Heck yeah. I just sit here and I get to listen to these stories yeah, and comment. And... Yeah, because everybody has a story. And Lainey makes it super easy What, what did us. you tell me, Trisha? You said, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I'm not really that interesting. You are, Lainey. That interesting of a Lainey, person. you well, just met Trisha. 56 minutes, and I think you're pretty dang interesting. Pretty interesting. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap that up for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And again, uh, subscribe. Follow us on social media. And I hope everyone has a great week, and we will talk to you all next time. Bye. 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 Bye.